Welcome back, everybody, to Red Wine and Mystery Stories. This is the Hot Podcast. We talk about all your favorite mysteries from millennia. Uh huh. And then discuss them over a glass of booze. Yes, uh, I'm your boy, Patrick. I'm here done. Here comes the booze. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and I'm joined here by my right hand. Whoa, man. Whoa, man, who is living it up, Ja Rule style. As always, I am Jill Buck. Yes, and we are the podcast in which we talk about mysteries and booze. We combine them, and we just kind of do this mishmash of us fumbling through. While talking about, you know, our favorite stuff from, like, growing up, like, 80s and 90s era. That too. And we try to, like, Rubik's Cube it into a coherent story, but it's probably not going to be coherent. Am I right? Am I right, girl? Yeah, coherent should be, like, in... Like quotation marks there, I think. A dirty asterisk next to it. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a little cubert jumping on top of it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you listen to the last bevy of episodes, we, we've done some hot mysteries over the last few months. You heard us talk about the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Yep. Uh, you may hear us talk about some old-timey UFOs. Mm-hmm. Maybe missing people in Yosemite National Park. Oh, yeah, that's or, a good one. Or your personal favorite? Um, wait. On the one? spot? I don't know. I just got to try to just throw you on the spot. Thought you could throw one oh, out man. there. Um, Thought you could throw a mystery at the wall and let it like sneak down. see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have so many favorites. I have so many favorites. I do enjoy the Into the Woods where we talk about our like childhood exploring woods. Yeah. Uh, um, so listen to all our hot episodes. But today, today we're going to do the hottest mystery of all time. And I only say that because we're going into this blindly. Mm-hmm. We wrote down a bunch of mysteries on... We're, we're dipping it into the Crime Pace hat again, people! Yeah, if you're not familiar with the Crime Pace hat, listen to our th- Top Three Holes episode. <laughs> Maybe the episode where we talk about who killed David Bacon. Who killed David Bacon? I'm still wondering. Girl, nobody knows! And we're gonna just reach our hand in really deep. We're gonna just fist the hat... Just, and um, just, all right, this is a jill you, turn. You picked last time, so I'm going to fist it this time. Here's the sound of paper being whipped around. All right. Oh, ooh, that tickled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. What did Jill's claw hands grasp today? Antarctica corner. Ooh. Yeah, we're going. We're going to our friends in the south. I think before we get there. We had to do some housekeeping. It's been a while since we've done some hot, hot housekeeping. But I think today we're doing some cold housekeeping. Am I right? To burr, as you said. Yeah, cold, cold housekeeping. Ooh, all right. With our cold, cold hearts. All right. So with our cold hearts, we want to advise you to check out our Instagram. We are at, where are we at on our Instagram? On Instagram, we are at Red Wine Mysteries. That's a plural. Um, on Twitter, we are on Red Wine Mysteries, singular. Um, you can email us at redwinemysteries, yet again a plural, at gmail.com. Um, or you can find our uh, private Facebook group, which is uh, just search for Red Wine and Mystery Stories, ask to join. We accept everyone. We just have it listed as private so that we don't get a lot of spammers in there. Yeah, and sorry so. for our inconsistency, but um, username availability and just due to me being an idiot, I kind of like fucked up the... Usernames between systems or services. And uh, shout out to the person who left us a one-star review who said we couldn't even get our social media handles, right? Oh, yeah. We were Uh, pretty drunk in that episode that they listened to, I think. We speak your name. um, And we also don't like you, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. So today we're going to talk about Antarctica. I think before we get into the Antarctica corner... um, what is your familiarity with Antarctica? Like, when I say that continent of Antarctica, like, what, where does your mind go? You think of, like, penguins, like, that X-Files movie? Like, where do you go? Um, I honestly, are there penguins in Antarctica? I know yeah. I, what, the, I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> no, there's, there's, like, there's, like, life and stuff in either Arctica or Antarctica. There's I mean, not life in both. Like, there's there's certain, like, types of animals that they're only on one. 
Did you even read my notes? Because, well, one nope, of the expeditions was crashed there. Like, they survived off penguin meat. So, like, I'm like, what the fuck, girl? Yeah, Ugh. paying attention. I'm going to recast you with, like, January Jones. Like, you know what? You threaten that every time. You get her on the phone, and then we'll talk. Uh, you know what? Antarctica, January, it clashes. This would be a perfect episode. You know what? Let's just fucking... We're going to pencil you up. We're going to erase you with the erase app. <laughs> I don't know. It's like... The little, like, select all thing and just replace you. You know what? Maybe I'll even just do, like, a lady voice. Be like, hi, I'm Jill here today. Tell me what you to You're just going to do a lady voice. Yeah. Why not? I've done it before. It's worked. You haven't listened to the last 40 episodes. Maybe I'm Jill. Who knows? Maybe I'm here by myself. You don't uh, know. No. He's, <laughs> he's not. I can tell you for sure. He's not. All right. Do you know Cooksey? Do you know our boy Cooksey? Are you familiar with James Cook? Only a little. Oh. <sighs> Are you? All right, so in 1773, our boy, James Cook, a.k.a. Cooksey and crew, they were the first to navigate across... Antarctica? The, no, the Antarctic Circle. They didn't even Ooh. get to Antarctica. They just went over the circle. Over the circle, okay. And they allegedly circumnavigated the continent. So allegedly they like went around it. And they hey, were like... Fancy, fancy. Uh, and... Uh, Sidebar, he does gain a visual on land, mm-hmm. but does that confirm that there is, like, an actual southern continent? Is he only kind of, like, went around ice and stuff? It's, like, cold down there. So, like, did he see, like, what did he see? That's, like, the only kind of thing that I'm, like, wondering about. It's, like, right. I feel like we'll get into it. I feel like we'll get into it. What do yeah. you think? What do yeah. you think? I think? I think that's a fair assumption. All right. So, we're going to flash forward, like, 100 years, not even 100 years, like, a few years later, a few dozen years later, mm-hmm. betwixt 1819 and 1821, uh, Fabian Gottlieb von Bellenshausen, he laid his Russian eyes on the physical continent. He actually like, saw the land. He saw the dirt, <laughs> the physicality of it all. And he was a mayor three days before the British Royal Navy captain, Edward Bransfield. And so he like beat him. Wow. So is this an old-timey space race? Oh, I think it kind of might be. <laughs> what do you think? Like, you think before they were trying to get to the moon? They were trying to get to Antarctica. I know. Like, so hold on. Like, what do you, like, when you think of Antarctica, is it like a sexy locale? Like, are you like, I'm going to go there in my little, like, no. furry, like, bathing suits and, like, lay out kind of thing? No. You don't think of that? You don't think of, no. I don't know, like, maybe on the Flintstones, they go to, like, Ice Rockville or something? Something hot? Rockarctica? <laughs> oh, yeah, Rockarctica. And Wilma's got like little, like, furry eggshells, <laughs> like, dinosaur shell eggshells, like, over her titties, kind of thing. That's always a potential. Fred! Fred! Oh, it's cold! Well, you should have. I can't do a Fred voice. Can you do a Fred voice? Uh, no, I don't. Wilma! Is that a good Fred? Yeah, yeah, that's a little better. Wilma! Fred, it's me, Barney, uh, my, my wife, Betty. You that's, know, that's a better Barney Her, her negligee now. had a little bit of more fur on it because she, like, you know, she chopped up a woolly mammoth on the way here and, you know, we put it over and her coochie's a little not as cool as, as Wilma's. Oh, my God. Is that this a good? getting really dirty. Is that a good um, Yeah, that's a good Barney. Voice? I like that one. That was All good. Right. I, so. I, I, I endorse that. <laughs> I right. that. It's dirty as fuck, but I endorse it. All right, so when we eventually get to the Stone Age, you can have Barney as a guest on the podcast, you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, so that kind of leads us to the 1830s, 1840s. They did, like, oodles of various expeditions conducted by the French, English, and Americans. Fuck yeah. Um oh, God. <laughs> Enough info was gathered to confirm that Antarctica has a continuous coastline and other expeditions successfully sand around it. So, like, now they, like, all right, this is real. This isn't just, like, you know, this isn't just, like, the fucking, I don't know, the fucking James Cook who, like, just sailed around like a tiny-ass iceberg. Like, right. we actually yeah. know there's there's multiple expeditions. There's land. There's like- land. Land ho. Uh, Barney Rubble. You call me? <laughs> they found fucking Betty Rubble, <laughs> frozen oh in ice, uh, with her fur negligee on. <laughs> yeah, like she's okay. waiting for Barney all these years. Like they unthought her, and she's like, "Where's my Barney? Where 
where am I? That's not a good Betty voice. I'm trying to think of like, well, well, Wilma had a nagging voice. Betty was kind of like fun one. Am I right? Yeah. Because like, I feel like Wilma's always like, Fred. But Betty was like, like a, an ass and a moron and Barney's just like oh I'm goofy and I'm friendly yeah and you know what Betty was into it you know she's like oh my god they're they're like a good married couple they like actually <sighs> enjoy each other yeah oh and it shows they had some fun times I bet I bet Betty and Barney yeah great oh, na- yeah. great oh they were probably like acting out like Frank and Rock and stuff like in- they <laughs> they probably worked their way through the uh the like joy of rock sex <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, shout out to them friend <laughs> yeah. of the show friend of the show Betty Rebel yeah uh, anyway all these expeditions they finally sailed around it they found our girl Betty they unthought her they brought her back to America she became a national treasure she became the star of a 1960s television series <laughs> The Flintstones yep and today she was played by Rosie O'Donnell wasn't that who played her in the oh movie oh my god yes uh, that's Ro- who played her in the Ugh. Right. Holy shit. Hold on. Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? Let's, let's be real. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, all right. Thank All right. Hold on. We're, oh, wait. We're going to do a fuck, Mary kill, but it's just like a fuck kill. Like a fuck know. kill. Just a know. fuck kill. I'm, I'm gonna... Betty and Wilma. The movie version or the... We're going to do the cartoon version, then it's going to bring us into the movie version. Um, I, I'm sorry, but I would totally fuck Betty and yeah, oh yeah. kill Wilma yeah. and uh, reverse that. For reverse the movies. So the movies, so yeah. you're saying uh, Rosie O'Donnell does not make a good Betty rebel? I don't know. I just... I'm not attracted to her in any way, shape, or form. Not even in 1994, Rosie O'Donnell? Like, you no. Don't, you don't, you, no. You don't want to look no, I'm bold good. and baller. Nope, I'm good. You want to pick her up and roll her down the alley? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, not even in a league of their own. Like you know, you didn't think she was a catch on a league of their own, like her and Madonna. I'm good. All right, the truth is out there. <laughs> trust no one. Yeah, trust no one. It is. All right, so we thought out Betty Rubble. We just bronzed her in the '60s, and we're like, that's it. That's where we're ending our Betty Rubble fascination with the world. Apparently. Yep, that's it. Um, she doesn't exist after that. She's just a statue in Las Vegas. I don't know. I feel like she's like, I feel like Rock Vegas is in Las Vegas for some reason. I feel like you can go to like the MGM or so. Oh, no. What's the pyramid one? The pyramid. Uh, uh, um, Caesar's Palace. No. (laughs) Sure. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's look. You know what? The, the Rock Vegas Casino, bar, and girl got shut down. So, but people love to go see Betty Rubble, so they brought her to the uh, Caesar's Palace. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> and you can get like you can get like a sandwich named after her. You get like the... <laughs> to get the interest going, yeah. bring the crowd in. Yeah, there's just it's like her frozen in time. It, like I feel a... like we've strayed off course a lot from the original hold, theme of this. Hold on, do you think of like someone like her true love kissed her on the lips, the kiss of statue on the lips, like she'd come back, like. Hi guys, I'm that Betty. sounds like something out of a Disney movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who do you, who do you think? Like Ryan Gosling kisses her on the lips and she comes back to life. Or is like Ryan Gosling too old now? He's like too like haggard. I, don't, I wouldn't call him haggard oh. by any means. I don't know. I mean, I... but I'm if you're going for like famous hot Ryan's, I'd go for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you want Ryan Reynolds and his giant penis? He'd like. I mean. You know what? He's, oh, oh. he's a sexy man. Oh, hold and on. He, he also is sarcastic and snarky. I enjoy that. If you haven't noticed by my choice in mate, I really enjoy the sarcastic, snarky, like punny people. Hold on. New theory, new idea. So there's that, um, what's that like? There's that club that's in Las Vegas and it has like the bronze statues of like all the women with their like asses showing. You can like go up and put your hands on them. I have a picture of it on my phone somewhere. I have no idea. I've um, never been to Vegas. They put Betty Rubble in front of that, and then, like, um, Ryan Reynolds is, like, hard rock cock just, like, swang into Betty's statue, <laughs> and it, like, broke the bronze, and, and she, like, came out. inside of it. Yeah, and she's like, oh, my God, thanks for seeing me. I've been trapped in here for, like, 4,000 years. And, just, <laughs> and he, like, took her, he took her back to L.A., and they had, like, fun L.A. adventures. Oh, my God. And now Betty Rubble is in this world, and then, like, she, like, 
you know, she like wanted to watch like a movie of the this last. This is like, like a weird adaptation of Encino Man or something. It, it kind of <laughs> is, kind of. So like, she wanted to like find out what happened like the last like four thousand years, and she like found out that Rosie O'Donnell played her, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shall it, we get back to this actual mystery because we haven't even delved into what the mystery part of this is? Before we get to though, who who would you assign to play the role of Betty Rubble though? Like a hot buxom brunette. Um. A young Betty White. A young? What? (laughs) (laughs) She was like a smoke show back in the day. Oh my god. Whatever. Alright. Moving along. Mm -hmm. Alright, so... Oh, fuck you. You don't like my answer. I don't know proof. Alright, in 1890. You want to go to 1898? 100 and years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Are you familiar with the infamous Belgian Antarctic Expedition? I am not, actually. Do you know about the Belgica? Obviously not, because you just nope. said you didn't know. So, Clearly, I don't. Uh, in 1898, the infamous uh, Belgica steamship became trapped in ice from March 1898 through March 1899. It's like pretty much like a year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Truman, you know what? I think Truman just finally got you saying Betty White as Betty Rumble, and he was like, I can't. <laughs> can't deal with this we need to like change it up <laughs> like you know what like anybody anybody but like i don't even care if it's fucking have you be never, arthur have you never seen like a young betty white oh i have she was a smoke show uh, i mean i was like yeah i thought you were gonna throw out like a modern day actress like i don't know um i just think she she had the right hair <sighs> for it. i don't know <laughs> Uh, Whatever. We're, we're digressing. We're yeah. digressing. <laughs> Way too much. Let's move on. So the crew of the Belgica, they were they, they hadn't been prepared to chill for a winter in Antarctica. Like they just thought they were going to be there from like March to like August or something. Like, right. you know what? We'll be, we'll be in and out. We're just going to slide in. We're going to slide out. But no. Like winter came quick. Winter came <laughs> and winter came winter all over them. Winter was a two-pump jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came and all over them. Like ice everywhere. Ice all over the hull, all over the fucking it, crow's it nest. Like, I'm sorry, Belgica. Uh, that never happens to me. I swear it yeah. happens to me. Let me go get you a towel. And but, then it just fucked off. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry it's August. Uh, you know, I don't usually come this fast, but, you know, it's winter. It's cold down here. You know, it's really cold down here. It's just, I just wanted to get it over with quickly oh kind of God. thing. Didn't apologize. It just left like a note in the night and left. <laughs> So the crew was forced to eat penguin and seal meat, and a number of crew members developed scurvy. Not surprising. Yeah. So sad note: uh, morale in the ship worsened after the death of uh, Nansen, the ship's cast, the ship's cat. I'm sorry, oh, I can't talk. The poor kitty. Yeah, the poor puss died on June 22nd of 1898. Uh, several men reportedly lost their sanity. Included one Belgian sailor who like left the ship. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm going, going back. back to Belgium." Yeah, he's like, like, just peaced out. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Cartman would play him in the remake and be like, "Excuse you guys, I'm going home." Yeah. yeah, and he's probably like, his literal body is probably like still out there somewhere. Yeah, like, just frozen somewhere, like, intact. And you know what? We're probably gonna find it because everything's melting because of climate change. Yeah, so. we're gonna find it in like 2022. Yeah, just like, in time. This is gonna be like the the first thing that happens in 2021 like ball's gonna drop and all of a sudden they're gonna be like dude we found this guy in antarctica frozen in the ice he's a short little stubby guy he had a picture of betty rubble in his pocket (laughs) (laughs) he's like i wanted to fuck betty i thought we'd find around here but we didn't oh my god they're like uh Spoiler alert, we found her before you. We brought her to America. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, moving, moving on, moving on. Happy note coming up, happy note. Yeah, happy days are here again. In uh, January 1899, the weekend crew discovered that open water was half a mile away. Maybe they're doing some, like, land hoeing. Yep. And they used um, some, like, leftover dynamite and various tools they still had, created a trench to open the water away, and they slowly started sailing on February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. You know what? Like... Oh. Maybe, like, Valentine's Day was their muse. It was, like, yeah. Betty Rubble. <laughs> like, we're working up to get back to Betty. <laughs> oh, my dear Jesus. Uh, and they finally cleared the ice fully on March 14th, and they returned to Antwerp, Belgium, the following fall, no, uh, November 1899. So, like, they got out of Antarctica in, like, a full year later, and then it was, like, another, like, six, seven months to get back to their yeah. homeland. Um, but... 
wild times. Despite the hardship, the expedition did pull in a sexy amount of scientific data, including a full year of meteorological observations. So, like, they got, like, a full season. Like, the full season. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And sexy data, including um, Betty Rubble, the weather lady, being like, today it's going to be... You know, the guys were, like, they were all, like, delusional. (laughs) Today, guys, it's going to be cold. And And snowy. And snowy. Prepare for ice. (laughs) Hand jobs at noon. (laughs) Courtesy of yourselves, because I'm not real. (laughs) That's my Betty voice, sorry. Okay. Alright, so we're going to go a little bit further in time. December 14th, 1911. Mm -hmm. Our boy Roald Amundsen's expedition was the first to reach the geographic South Pole, which, this is like... Actually, where, like, the two points of the Earth's axis of rotation, like, intersect. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's considered the southernmost point on the surface of the Earth. Earth. <laughs> Earth. Yeah, you know, what kind of word is that? Earth. <laughs> uh, Trippin is walking away from that mistake. I know, he hates it. Um, this is wildly different than magnetic South Pole, which is based on the field magnetic of... Magnetic field of the Earth. Which is, is it, may or may not be real, or is magnetic... Yeah. No, that's that's a real thing. Okay. There is a magnetic field of the Earth, and um, I believe that's what like you know compasses rely on the magnetic north and magnetic south. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not geographic. So Roald's expedition was called Terra Nova. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Terra Nova uh, team they all died on the return journey from the South Pole, and search parties they found. All the bodies, all the journals, and photographs, like, eight months later. So I guess this thing was just kind of, like, floating around, like, in the ocean for a while. Actually, hold on, I lied. The Terra Nova is actually Robert Falcon Scott's expedition. Yes. Um, He's they, the competed one. The right, competed one. Yeah, they, sorry. They reached... Bone they zone. Managed. No bone zone. <laughs> within the episode. Yep, no bone zone yourself. Um, so they reached Geographic South Pole on January 17th, 1912, um losing by 34 days yeah like they were like just shy mm-hmm. uh fucking that must be you know what that's the space race right there that's yeah. like the yeah, old-timey was, space race right there they're like we well, gotta get there first i picture the like old, um, i picture that hey. versus the terra nova wacky races like yeah <laughs> like dastardly and um, um and Roald. Yeah. <laughs> Dastardly and Muttley there. And, and the other one's like Penelope Pitstop. They're trying to get there. Yeah. Beat the, like the fucking, the, I don't know, like the carrier pigeon there or something. Right. Or the fuck they're trying to beat. So, um, despite Robert Falcon Scott, like he was like, at the time he died, his whole crew died. They like considered him this like tragic hero. Like he, he's a, we need to like. Name streets after him. We're going to have a holiday after him. Yep. We're going to name our children after him. But I guess when reinterest in the expedition emerged in the 1970s, when books were published, they were kind of like, he was kind of a dick and he kind of like failed at everything. He just was, he, he's like a slumlord. Oh, damn. So they just like questioned everything. Um, about his like leadership style and everything. He made a lot of poor judgments and um, organizational failures and everything. Oh, yeah. That's really what caused their demise, which nobody really thought of that to begin with when their um, information was first found. And they just like, you know, deemed him a hero. But in reality, he was the asshole that got everybody killed. <laughs> I know. But 1985, the BBC, they were like... We need to make a movie about this. We need to do a movie about this imaginary race. <laughs> oh, a real race, I'm sorry. So they made a movie called, a miniseries called Last Place on Earth. It starred Max Von Sydow, who you know from The Exorcist. Uh, Hugh Grant was in this. And William Nighy, who you may know from Love Actually, Davy Jones in the Pirate Films, The Underworld Series, Hot Fuzz, and Shaun of the Dead. And also, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Yes. He's part of my person. Yes. Yes. Love that guy. So, I guess there's happy days are here after all for the Taranova crew. Because, you know, they're so, important discoveries in zoology, botany, geology, glaciology, and meteorology. Plus the discovery of fossilized similar plants. Plus... 
Maybe oh, finding yeah. Betty Rubble um, just led to a lot of... plants to um, Australia, New Zealand, and Africa. Yeah. Potentially proving theories uh, that the climate of Antarctica used to be warm enough to support plant life, which supports the... Doesn't that kind of support the whole Pangaea yeah, theory, theory that, like, it, the, the land mass was all once connected and then um, after, like... Long centuries earthquakes of, and volcanoes yeah, and plates and shifting. Of, yeah, lots of tectonic activity when the Earth was still forming and whatnot. So I mean, Betty Rubble, the Betty Rubble theory part. may be true after all. Betty's out there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. So the the series um, actually focused on the race to the South Pole and between the two expeditions, um, and was based on some published books. Yes. Right? So there's like a like oodles of books. And, I don't know, like, some British guy was like, I want to make this a series! And he just kind of threw it together. Mm-hmm. Grabbed a young Hugh Grant before he fucked Divine Brown. The Fun fact, whore. Hugh Grant was also in love, actually, with... Um, William Nye. Yeah, with yeah. William Nye. Ooh, you know, maybe this is where, like, they were, like, they were, like, it's 1985, and they're like, you know what, we need to do, like, a fun romp together one day. But, like, right now it's not the time... Right now is not the time. Maybe you could have like a salacious like porno star storyline. Like <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Which like kind out of like the broadcast version. Yeah, I do enjoy that though. It's it's like the stand-ins for the, <laughs> the porn movie. Like they're not actually doing anything. They're just doing stand-in yeah. work. Like <laughs> Which oh, is great. Like I just I just love the air of it. Like they were just like. This, it's so great. It's just so, it's there, such a good little like side story in it. And uh, fun fact: um, so William Nighy, he's often referred to as Bill oh, in Bill a lot Nighy. of the credits. Bill Nighy, the science guy. He. So well, we we have I think Jay and I have referred to him as Bill Nighy, the actor guy. He. Oh, I even love it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so into our psyches but whatever i stand i stand shout out to the scientist and your like bedroom humor, <laughs> bedroom humor. but i think this is going to lead us into like re- where we really want to go to okay is in this, the story is this the third german expedition that we're going to be talking about yes the third reich uh, i just missed uh, the word sorry uh, so between 1938 and 1939 the third reich led by the the germans what the fuck are you drinking over there? <laughs> All right, so Adolf Hitler, he, he appointed a guy, Alfred Reicher, and his main purpose of the mission was to find an area for a German whaling station. So they wanted to increase production of fat for Germany to boost production of like butter, margarine, milk, cream, lard, cheese, bacon, etc., etc., because war was looming. Yeah. And that was a product that they like imported into Germany. Right. They wanted to be self-sufficient and whale oil was an essential ingredient for a number of these products, especially like margarine. Yes. Um, and then there was like rumors that another like side goal of this mission was to spot possible locations for a German naval base. Especially since the war was on the horizon and they yeah. saw kind of the writing on the wall. So the captain, Alfred Reicher, he chose to go on the mission. Um, he's like, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this Nazi thing. Because um, he was married to a prominent Jewish ar- artist at the time. Oh. So he's like, you know what? I'll take the mission. However, Hitler was like, all right, that's okay. But we have to put like an official member of the Nazi party, party on board. the crew. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want my interests... You know. Yeah, so he like prominently broadcasted the radio transmissions and oh, et cetera, like et cetera. Speeches and whatever. Yeah, so around January of thirty nine, they reached the coastline. They then like they got as far as they could and they had like like flying U boats or whatever they were called. Yeah. And they looked over mountainous regions and the flights like they obtained photographs of the area and they wanted to like claim the land for Nazi Germany kind of yeah. thing. However, on one air flight, the crew was running low on fuel, and they were forced to throw out extra gear to lighten the aircraft weight. So I guess this like included like boxes of like tiny swastika logos like all over the boxes. Oh fuck! So I guess like if you go to Antarctica, you'll find like a bunch of like swastika like 
crates crates everywhere i don't Jesus. i don't like none of them were ever recovered so like that so, they don't know if that story's true or not but it's right. just like it's kind of the sort of weird thing and it kind of like still goes into what we oh, want to talk the, about these were supposed to be like dropped over um part of antarctica to cement the nazi territorial claim yeah right yeah so there okay. was like i guess all the countries in the world were like, Antarctica is the last frontier. No one owns Antarctica yet. Like, mm-hmm. everyone wants to get there. There's this, like, land race, not a, quite a space race, but, like, yeah. a land race to this area that's been going on for, like, 100 years. However, there's, like, a war looming. It's supposed to, like, hit. But, like, Germany, like, sent this, like, secret mission there. So, like, who knows, like, who's there? Who knows who's been there kind of thing? Like, we know, like, a, a few things. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's been a lot of expeditions over... Between the 1700s and this point in time. But, like, no one's ever really, like, gone across the land and, like, fully claimed right, it. So right. it's kind of a thing. So um, there's all these, like, photographic surveys. They covered a huge part of Antarctica. It increased the size of, like, the known area. Like, this is, like, oh, my God. This this place is bigger than we ever imagined. Yeah, they, wow, they increased it by, like, 16%. That's pretty substantial. And on, on the way home, um, the, then the ship then conducted scans of like the sea floor along the Atlantic Ocean. This is where they read, like they found discovered like seismic activity. The continents yep. are like shifting. So there's a lot of like scientific information that was resulted from these expeditions. Yeah. However, war hit, and a lot of they say a lot of like the merits of the sea scientific expeditions were lost records were lost you know maybe they were in like buildings that were destroyed by bombing like they don't really know so like who knows what was found which kind of brings us to the mystery which kind of like first started being unleashed in 1958 that maybe Maybe there were secret Nazi bunkers in Antarctica. Do you know about this? I do not. I am not familiar with this. All right. So there is a theory that there are secret Nazi bunkers in Antarctica, which were designed to undergo experiments with new technology. Allegedly, while Germany was on the um, 1938 to 1939 expedition, they discovered underground caverns. And some of these caverns were large enough to construct underground cities which would then be home to the Nazi party and potentially later on the Illuminati. Oh, so like other powerful groups. So this was going to be like uh, an um, an impregnable fortress, basically. Like they wanted to set up shop here because nobody else is going to be able to reach us or find us. Exactly. And we will be able to control the world from our like secret bunkers. It's kind of like the Fortress of Solitude. Like, I don't know if that's where Superman's Ugh. mythology, like, came from. Oh, that's, that's itchy. <laughs> but that, fe- that feels so dirty. There's even, um, there's even theories that alien technology, like, lies within Antarctica. And perhaps, like, Nazi Germ- Germany had interaction with aliens or, and or alien technology, and they were able to produce extraordinary weapons. Like, I've okay, seen a this- lot of... This sounds like something from, like, Captain America and the Avengers and stuff. Sort of, like, yeah. Uh, you know, um, Hydra had, uh, you know, um, some of the the otherworldly tech, like, from because of the um, the Tesseract. It was the Tesseract, yeah. right, that they yeah. found, and they um, siphoned off the power to, like, fuel their weaponry and their machinery and stuff, and it was giving them, like, all these fancy powers, and that's why Captain America, like, dove into the ice with to it. To stop it, to, yeah. like, freeze to it. Hide yeah. it. And it's, it's a thing that comes up a lot in, like, sci-fi movies. Uh, I remember... Yeah, like, theories of, like, the Nazis having, like, otherworldly tech advantages and Do stuff. you ever watch the show Dark Skies? That was, like, a... It was, like, a... It was on against the X-Files, like, around that time. I don't think I ever watched it, but I do remember the show name. Um, so it was basically... It took place... The show took place in the 60s, and it, the concept of the show was, like, everything you know about history is a lie. And <laughs> there was, like, one episode... In which the character, um, like, comes, like, face-to-face with, like, the typical, like, flying saucer UFO type thing. It's, like, the 1950s B-movie thing. Yeah. And, like, a a human gets off it. And, like, it turns out that it's just kind of, like, a leftover from technology created by the Germans during World War II. Like, they they had access to alien technology. Like, they built a ship and... You like know, left the planet or something? Not necessarily like left the planet, but they were able to kind of like 
secretly maneuver around the world. This was like an untraceable technology. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot of that kind of theory in it. Yeah, mythology basically going into like rocketry, propulsion technology, things like that. Things that were just incapable of being invented at the time. Right. And Antarctica is just kind of like the central of this. Like this is where you know what the world the world's a large place, but it's somewhat populated. But Antarctica, maybe it's a place where aliens can live without h- human contact. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like their central base. Because who the fuck is there? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And like no one's going there. It's not like, you know, like there's like remote places like in the Amazon and stuff. But there's still like people around. Like, you yeah. know, like maybe there's tribes in the jungle kind of thing. P- there's still people. But like Antarctica, who the fuck yeah, there's is living in Antarctica. There. Yeah. Nobody. So, I don't know. It's kind of... It's kind of this thing that went on. And then it kind of, like, suggested that Adolf Hitler did not actually die on April 30th, 1945. Oh, that these theories. Ugh. It, it was an actor hired to replace him, and he was secretly... Like, he fled to Antarctica via, like, Argentina. And, you know, he was then was scooped up by, like, a like unknown German ship that came to... Like, Argentina, like, picked him up and took him to Antarctica. And, like, that's where he lived out the rest of his days. Like, just kind of doing his thing. Wow. So. That's quite a theory. It is quite a theory. And there, there is a lot of, if you go on, like, Netflix and stuff, there's a lot of documentaries that kind of do these, like, what-if scenarios. And they, they lay a lot of facts. Like, like who knows well, their I, merits or not. I feel like there's always a lot of theories on like you know our technological uh, our technological like booms when we've had like big advances there's always somebody that has this theory that oh we would never have been able to make this jump without some kind of other technology that we were able to like reverse engineer like there's this whole theory that we went from like you know barely being able to drive around and fly to like these major jets and things like that and all of that was reverse engineered from like flying saucer crash landing in um you know in nevada the, and like, yeah. the area 51 is all just reverse engineering technology and, and giving us all of our advances and stuff and we did accomplish a lot in like a short period of time like right, we went like, from like hundreds of years of like nothing just this medieval technology then all of a sudden like we can fly we can drive we can go underwater we can go right, to the moon it's, it's one of those things that like technology that's kind of how it works you like crack one piece of it and that little bit kind of has this snowball effect where you're learning off of that and if yeah you start to learn different like um properties like you know scientific properties of different things and how things work and then you're able to better manipulate those to come into a different um technological advance and we also started having like TV shows and, and science fiction like books and TV shows were Star becoming Trek. such right becoming such a rage. If you look at cell phones, that was all based on the um, the communicators from Star Trek. They literally like looked at that and somebody was like, "I have to make something that can do something like that." And now we have cell phones. <laughs> like that's kind of like somebody got this big idea of I can make something like that and they figured out how to do it based on where our technology was and then once that piece was cracked it was a snowball effect because now all these other people had access to okay this is how that was done now we can build off of it and now we have iPhones all right so do you think that was all stemmed from finding like a like a tesseract type I don't element think so. in Antarctica but that's that's where those like theories a lot of people have those theories that that's how things came about. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think it was just like somebody cracked one little piece of it. And from that one little crack, other people were able to see how they did that, learn more about how things worked, and therefore make bigger jumps with it. All right. Are you familiar with Operation High Jump? We're going to take a left turn here. I'm not familiar with this, so fill me in. All right, Operation High Jump. This was a U.S. military operation that occurred between 1946 and 1947 after World War II. Yep. So World War II was like a big, a big deal to the U.S. military. They were like, holy shit, like the world could literally, a world at war type situation could happen 
any day now, like again. Right. So they were ba- bracing themselves for World War Three, basically. And allegedly, they went to Antarctica and like trained military personnel, and they were like testing personnel and equipment in frigid conditions. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like, hmm, like, were was the military ever intended to go to like war on ice? Like, what? Was... Maybe they were looking at different tactics because one of the biggest failures for a lot of um, various wars that take place or people trying to conquer a, a good portion of, um, you know, a a continent is um, trying to wage war in Russia during yes. winter. And that's where everybody ends up freezing to death and starving to death. And that's when they lose. And even though they've been on this big hot streak of like just plowing through everywhere else, instead of just waiting it out and attacking them in the spring, they're like, nope, we got this. Everybody that's failed before, we're not going to learn from their examples. We're going to plow ahead and try and conquer Russia in the winter. <sighs> And that's where they always fail. So maybe this was like a trying to learn how, um, you know, how to make equipment work better and uh, make sure that people were prepared better to fight in cold conditions like Russia during winter so that maybe they could mount an offense against somebody coming in there. Or do you think this is a covert mission to attack forces that were already previously located in Antarctica they don't want us to know about? Maybe this involves otherworldly technology. Or maybe they were, like, listening to those theories and they were like, we have to explore all options, so we need to learn how to fight here because if this is a potential, we got to figure this shit out before going in. But it's just so much of a mystery that there's no way, like, we can't go, we can't go there to be, talk to people. We're like, no, this is not how it was. Yeah, unless like we, we, unless we learn how to talk machine. to penguins or like yeah. whales, we we don't have a time machine. We can't go back. Um, you know, this the, we don't have the uh, magical um, uh, phone booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We don't have the TARDIS. We're we're like all just speculating here. We're just believing it, and the, which brings me to the next topic: the yeah. flat Earth <laughs> and Antarctica. Oh yeah, which, flat right. Earthers. Oh, they have some. Wacky, wacky theories, man. So the flat earthers, they believe that the earth is actually flat and it's engulfed by a giant wall of ice. Encircled. Encircled. Not not engulfed. Well, like... Like engulfed in flames would be like, I just went up in flames. Like, I am completely engulfed in them. Encircled. Encircled in ice. So basically, you can't sail around Antarctica because it's like the end of the world. So like, no matter like... You're going to go in a certain direction. You're eventually going to hit... You're either going to hit, like, Africa or Asia or whatever, depending on which way you're going. Yeah. But if you go around it and down, you're eventually going to hit ice. So, like, the North Pole and the South Pole are, like, essentially just a wall of ice. Um, No, that's just the South Pole. I believe they think that the North Pole is the center of the Earth, like the flat disk. Okay. And that's where they think that is is that's in the center and then antarctica is this giant ice wall like kind of think of game of thrones you know okay giant wall right, of ice. yeah um yeah so that's that's kind of what they think so they've been planning like a flat earth cruise to antarctica for like a long time and like Which 2020 is, was supposed beautiful. to be the flat earth cruise like they were gonna do it in 2020 but then like oh. Beautiful. I don't know. Suspiciously, like, the pandemic happened. Like, literally, so like, weeks... So do you think the Flat Earthers, like, released the, like, the they, contagions? You know what? The Flat Earthers could be right. Because I, it's like, as soon as they were like, all right, let's do this. Please, please don't ever say those words again. <laughs> let's go, girls. They were like, they got... Let's they play go, girls. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, they played. I feel like a woman. They played Shania Twain. They were ready to go, and then all of a sudden, um, the pandemic happened. All the cruise lines like shut down, and I don't know, like whatever, like rando cruise line company they like got to sponsor their yeah fucking trip was like, oh, we can't go anymore. Or the pandemic, eh. So I don't know that there is that. I mean, I don't believe it, but it, no. it's it's an interesting like dynamic. Yeah, but though. just if you watch anything about like their theories for any extended period of time, you're like, wow, you really have to warp everything for this to work. Like you have to warp the laws of physics and all of science and everything else for this to actually work. And they actually proved themselves wrong. 
Well, more than once <laughs> in one documentary. I just like the idea that like they were finally gonna like dis, they were gonna like prove that the Earth is flat in like April of 2020. But then it was, like, the pandemic happened, like, April of 2020. But if you, like, read the articles, they're from, like, 2019. So it's, like, I just like the timing of it. Yeah. It could potentially lead to it, but But, I don't know. Like, if you, so they have, uh, um, uh, there's, like, this documentary on Netflix, which I highly recommend you watch. And it's about the Flat Earth Movement. And it's called Behind the Curve, (laughs) which I kind of think is, like, the documentarian's, like, kick to the nuts well, for them. But I think they thought, like, it. they're exposing the conspiracy behind the curve of the earth, but it's it's really like these people are a little behind the curve, meaning, like, the grading curve So or there's, like, so, uh, they think a lot of those, like, horizon photos are faked. Yeah. A lot of those, like, NASA from the space photos, photos are faked. photos of the earth are faked and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, which involves a lot of people trying to keep things quiet, which can... When was the last time you were able to tell a secret to any size group of people and not have one person blab to somebody else? Uh, like, it, it's not realistic to think that all of these people are able to keep these secrets. I know. It, it's just like, I love to just, I love their committal to this theory, though. Um, I remember like a few years ago, I was watching one of the... Um, British versions of Big Brother and there were two contestants on it they were like a married couple and they believed in the flat earth theory oh god and I remember just like watching like they actually like showed in the episodes like them explaining to the house guests like their beliefs of flat earth and these photographs and it was just like wild and like they're very convincing like in their speech like they have they actually do have like compelling information that you might like think for a second like you know what like you know what I've never been to space so I can't say that you're wrong or right right so it's like it's wild to think about well, if you watch this documentary on Netflix, I gotta say it's kind of funny because they're using GPS, and it's like, how do you think? That well, works? GPS is based on like it's global positioning system. It like uses an, a, satellites. A circle shaped thing. No, it's based on the orbit of satellites around a globe. Yeah, it's that's what I said. Go- it's like a based yeah. on a circular, like going around the Earth. The Earth, the right. GPS system, which yeah, is yeah. So that wouldn't work. In, but in a we're flat Earth. we're taking that information for granted. I don't know the science behind GPS. Uh, if you can ex- if you can give me the like formula, I'll be like, okay. I don't give. I don't have the exact formula scientists? in my head to how to make it work. Scientists, but you can watch satellites go over. Do you think the scientists would know you the formula? You can track satellites. You can, can we track... call a scientist right now and he would know the formula for GPS? I don't think he's even home from work yet. Oh, but would he know the formula for GPS? No, he's not. He he's a he's an environmental chemist. He's not. I know. He's, he's not a an engineer. Oh, like, I just in my mind I like the idea he would be like oh it's like fucking. A equals B equals J Y two three four X like A G. That would be like his. I don't his. think there's like one mathematical formula. It's it's. Based I want on... to believe there is. <laughs> oh dear God! All right, someone tweet so, us at Red Wine Mystery. Yeah. And tell us the formula for GPS. How does GPS work? Well, I know why GPS works, but I want the formula for G- I think I like to believe there's a formula for it. Oh my God, my brain hurts right now. Um, uh, just go with me. So just go you, with me. But it. you can like you can track the International Space Station. You can track all of these satellites and see when they're going over. But overhead we're watching watch them, them go by. We're watching them on a sc- computer screen, and we're like taking it for granted. You can see them with your naked eye. They I know, are- I know. We're they're going over us. We're taking it for granted. Um, How do we not know they're just like going in a circular motion? Guys, above us? I might actually kill him tonight. So. Uh. Uh, like, I don't believe in flat earth, but I just want to, like, offer another perspective. Oh, my God, no. This. this is not another perspective. It's wrong. It is scientifically wrong. No, uh, uh, we're... All right, never mind. Fucking wrong. All right, well, you know what? Fuck the flat earthers. Let's go to hollow earth. Again. Are you ready for hollow earth? Oh, God. Again, the flat earthers proved themselves wrong multiple times using experiments that they were going to show would prove the earth was flat and they proved the earth is not flat multiple times uh. in one fucking documentary. Can we just? Okay. Uh. So on to the next crazy ass thing that's not true. <laughs> uh, hollow earth theorists believe that the entrances to the earth's interior are located in both poles of the planet not just the South Pole, but also, also the North, North Pole. Pole. Oh, well. And it was erected so that the governments of the Antarctic nations, so there's like nations that claim Antarctica, 
They can keep ordinary people out of the Hollow Earth while they took advantage of the interior's residents using advanced technology. So, like, there is... So, it's basically the Illuminati theory. There is, like, the Illuminati lives within us. They're, like, underneath us, from beneath us to devours, to quote Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Season seven-ish. Something like that. And we're just kind of, like... Like, we're fucked. Like, we're gonna just inhale chemicals above us and just die. And these people are gonna be, like, underneath us and they're gonna live fruitful lives. And Okay, so this calls into mind a Doctor Who episode with the um, people that had... Uh, it, they were a humanoid race that had actually evolved from lizards, but they were living subterranean. Yeah. It wasn't a hollow earth theory, but they, they had like tunnels and yeah. things and they lived subterranean and they wanted to take the surface back. It's not necessarily like the center of the earth is hollow, but there's like cities beneath us. And it yeah. even like goes into like the underground war in the US between like the two opposing governments. Ooh, They're... does this does this also bring into question like the movie Us? Uh, I've never seen us, so oh, tell me about my it. God. Tell me about oh it. <laughs> my god, it is so good. I don't think I could do it justice by describing it, but there's like underground tunnels and shit that are like just everywhere and it is fucking crazy and the hands across America comes into play. Alright. Just saying. Alright, yeah, possibly us. Um there hands there's a hot theory on America. Shout out to like the nineteen eighties. Right. Um, one of my, one of, alright, a former friend, no longer a friend, I went to high school with her, like, she was a close friend for, like, many, many years. Is this, is this your (laughs) ex-girlfriend? What? Is this your ex-girlfriend? No. Allergic to blueberries? No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, Uh, sorry. So, I don't know, like, we, like, lost touch for a little while, and, like, I kind of, like, reconnected with her, maybe, like, 2010-ish on the internet. And then kind of like, I kind of like disappear. I kind of like come and go from the internet. Like I, I pick and choose where like I... Yes, I can, right. I can verify that fact. So like a year ago, maybe two years ago, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to come back oh, in the internet. Yes, I totally know who you're talking about because you mentioned this in our group chat. Yes. So yep. Yep. a friend who believes a lot of crazy things, she, she posted a link... To her Facebook page, which has like thousands of followers, and on her like other social media outlets, which has like thousands of followers, that there are a document, like an alleged documentary about like an underground war that is happening in America. There's like <laughs> there's a war between like the liberals and the conservatives underneath America that like is happening. Like physically, literally underneath, not like a proverbial underground. No, like, like, like tanks and fucking like guns. Underneath our feet, under the ground. There's a war. Oh, wow. Literal, literal meaning of the word underground, man. It, it, it's like QAnon, <laughs> like oh, times, oh, a, like there's so much. And like, the, the, oh, that's painful. It's like grasping for straws times a million. And I, you know what? Like, I don't believe it, but I just like love like looking into this. I yeah, love, you like, love the craziness of it. Oh, and like, I just like, like how far will this go? Like, how low, like, how low does this go? Like, how delusional can this person get? <laughs> and it's great. Which is like why I like entertain these ideas. Of like, like, I don't know. I just like picture these like sci-fi stories and like, like, what of this theory is right? What of the flat Earth theory is right? And like, that would be like a great sci-fi movie. Yeah, like, it, it, I agree. It would be a great sci-fi movie, meaning science fiction. Yeah, it'd be like Man of the High Castle you. type story. Like, it'd be okay, like a yeah. great fucking fiction st- sci-fi story. Yeah. Like, but and then you get all these like. But it doesn't work in real life, obviously. No, but it's like the things that you say about the satellites going overhead, and they were able to explain it. Like it would be great. Like if, but it would, you know, it would get people like, oh my god, like it's it true. Would, yeah, there'd be like a whole be, faction of people that are like, right. It would reinforce. It's like, true. It, it would cause the flat earthers to like double down on it. Oh yeah. Because they'd be like, see, they made this movie and it exposes it, it, it all, and it's like. But it's a fictional movie. It's like people who are Scientologists that say, like, you know, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard was this messiah. And it's like, he was a science fiction writer. He was writing fake things down, and you all chose to believe it. That's silly. I love, like, the idea that, like, well, let's say, like, the author of this book series, a movie, TV series, whatever, dies, like, young. And they're going to, like... He was assassinated young. Right, yeah. Like, he knew too much and he, he was going to divulge the truth to the world. Yeah, and then yeah. like, you, you know, you know Jesus will be involved. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I just like like the idea of like creating 
science fiction around these things. But however, like this whole like Hollow Earth thing just really, really hits home because, all right. <laughs> like final note, like my final note into this episode is Edmund Haley. He, you know him. He like, he na- he's named after Haley's Comet. Like the famous oh, yeah, comet. Yeah. He was a late 17th century scientist and he was like an avid hollow earther. He like, he oh, totally shit. believed in like, the hollow earth theory and like i just think it's great that like we name like a comment after him and a lot of like scientific merit is associated with him even but, though but but yet he believes in this hollow earth theory which then like you're gonna have those people that are gonna grab onto it like well if he knows right. then he must be right kind of thing so i don't know yeah. i like the idea that if then which doesn't exactly work out <laughs> but so i don't know i just love this whole idea and like but it's like fun that antarctica is like the center of this all because it's like a place we can't just casually go to. We just like right. it, I can't get on a plane and go to Antarctica and like prove this wrong. It's gonna no, like take an expedition yeah. to get there. Yeah, because it's still like really harsh climate. Yeah. It's, it's not like an easy thing to do. Despite like Fox Mulder and Dana Scully getting there like very easily in the nineteen ninety eight X Files movie. Yeah, because <laughs> isn't that where one of the like flying crashed flying saucers was that they were like unearthing or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. But like Scully missed it because she like fell down and hit her head for a second and she was like buried in the snow for like eight seconds while yeah. the spaceship flew over. Yeah. And he's like, look, and she's like, where? And it's gone, kind of thing. I don't know. But like, I don't know. It, it's just like, it's fun to to fantasize about. It's like, you know what? No one, like, despite the X-Files, like, when in Captain America, you don't really get like, hey, let's have Antarctica be the center uh, of the yeah. sci-fi piece because it's like, it's the perfect place to do this. Like, because you can't prove or disprove it. It's, Unless, right. unless it's, you're it's, like, it's a lot more difficult to like access the area and and disprove things. So it's a nice, easy target for something like that to be, you know, um, uh, placed. Like that's 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 where we're gonna have the focal point because it is much much more difficult to disprove things. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to go into Lost, the TV series, but you haven't finished watching it, so I'm gonna just kind of like, you maybe we'll come back in like six months when you finish Lost. Yeah, I mean, I have been kind of binge watching it, um, so it might be less than six months. I'll let you know because right. I also have to binge watch it at Jay's rate because he is wanting to rewatch it. Like he watched it when it first came out. And I did not. Let's and park he, it. Yeah, park it and come back to it. And he wanted to rewatch it, and it's on Hulu. So I was like, all right, you can rewatch it. I have never seen it, so I'm all on board for watching this for the first time. So, so yeah. Uh, I mean, but I laid a lot of information out to you. There's a lot of expeditions. We go back to the Third Reich. We go back to Operation High Jump. We yeah, go like, to Flat Earth, Hollow Earth. Um, my crazy QAnon friend from Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh there's there's so much to unpack in this. There's a lot to unpack, but I think someone else might be unpacking something on us. Like, do you oh, think like in the skies above us? Do you think a lot of it is being kind of rained down upon us from there? Like, do you think this is the center of a like, manufacturing facility? And and like technology that we don't comprehend like, yeah maybe they like seeded in something to a volcano that's now spewing this stuff out and it's going all over the world yeah and like the magnetic pulses of earth are just like pushing us to all corners Ooh. are we the center of this like who knows like there's a lot yeah there's a lot to unpack and i there's think a lot to unpack and i think we'll have to get into it next time when and- we do Chemtrails! Because is there a hole in the ozone layer? Is like is that just a myth or is it just stemming from chemtrail chemtrail formulas in the, the Antarctic regions? Not just necessarily Antarctica, but also the North Pole. So I think next week we have to get down and dirty. We have to like hand deliver the evidence yep. to you all, not through the airwaves. But we're going to write secret letters yeah. and deliver them underground. Watch, watch out on our social media for some coded letters. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we're going to post a, um, like a diary that has the Oh, like answers. things coded? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Like the secret diary. Like the secret diaries Ooh. of Jill Buck and PM Dunn. Yeah. Ooh. So get ready, girls. Let's yeah. go, girls. Let's go, girls. <laughs> So you think you're Bad Pitt. <laughs> Different song. But oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>